and welcome to Not Everyone's Cup of Tea, where we provide you with social commentary and public service announcements from unqualified experts on the questionable behavior of jerks. Today, we'll be discussing Planned Parenthood, women's reproductive health, how it's pretty much none of your business, and more importantly, how not to be a dick about it. Originally, Shannon and I had decided not to start our podcast out with big controversial issues. But then last month, Texas decided to lose their collective mind and sparked the abortion debate again. We both had some big feelings about this. So fuck avoiding controversy. Today, we're going to discuss not so much abortion itself, but the importance of women's health and access to it. I think it's important to start by clearing up one very important misconception. Planned Parenthood is not just an abortion clinic. Let me say it louder so they can hear me in Texas. Planned Parenthood is not an abortion clinic. Do you think they would put the word parenthood in the title if it only catered to people who had no intention of being parents? Planned Parenthood is a clinic that offers affordable, confidential OBGYN services. Now, if you don't know what that means, it's regular pelvic exams and pap smears and mammograms and get this, ultrasounds and other services for pregnant women who fully intend to have their babies. The name really does convey it all, plan and parent. Now, we're not saying that there aren't abortion clinics in the world, and we're not saying that Planned Parenthood doesn't perform abortions. We're just trying to explain that it's only one of the services they offer and that there is a big difference between Planned Parenthood and an abortion clinic. When I had an inkling that I was pregnant, I was living in an area that was close to a regional hospital, which meant that in my neighborhood, there were a lot of independent doctor's offices. After taking a Walgreens test, I walked down to a women's clinic that I assumed was like Planned Parenthood. I thought they would offer me a pregnancy test and follow-up services. I found out I was very much wrong when I went to speak with the receptionist and told her that I was in fact pregnant and that I was hoping she could refer me to someone for a prenatal care. And she said, oh, we don't do that here. And I felt like the biggest interloper ever. Oh, that's so uncomfortable. It was a weird walk home. And uh, it really made me realize that there's a difference between Planned Parenthood and straight up abortion clinics. When you don't have insurance or if you're a teenager and you don't want to talk to your family doctor, Planned Parenthood offers a myriad of services outside the scope of a typical gynecologist office. Anyway, can we just normalize the gynecologist? Once a young woman gets her first period, her ovaries have started to release eggs, thus making her reproductive system active, making the need for a gynecologist well before she would probably start being sexually active. I know that's a little TMI, but there are many issues that can arise without regular pelvic exams. Have you ever heard of ovarian cancer? Yeah, there are many parts that make up a woman's reproductive system, and even if she is not even using her vagina, it still needs a doctor. Virgins need the gyno. Pro-lifers need the gyno. And millions of people, both men and women, need the information and counseling that Planned Parenthood offers. Like, about birth control, cancer, sexual orientation, consent, and sexual assault. As far as the services they offer, they're in alphabetical order, not important, so don't freak out when I read this list. Among their services, we've got abortion, abortion referral, birth control, emergency contraception, general health care, HIV services, LGBT services, men's health services, patient education, pregnancy testing and services, 
STD testing, treatment of vaccines, and basic women's services. The most important point that we should bring up from all of this is that abortions must be paid for out of pocket at Planned Parenthood or any clinic. No federal funding will ever cover them. The U.S. Congress has long ago barred the use of federal Medicaid funds to pay for abortions, except in the case of the woman's life being endangered or in the case of rape or incest. So can somebody please explain to me why the fuck defund Planned Parenthood has been born out of the abortion debate? The defund Planned Parenthood bill states that it will pull federal funding from all locations unless they agree not to perform abortions. Even Planned Parenthood locations that don't even do abortions are at risk of shutdown. So this means that areas where women rely solely on Planned Parenthood for gynecological care will be just asked out unless Planned Parenthood agrees to no longer do abortions across the board. This greatly affects people who use Medicaid and Title X. When we talk about defunding Planned Parenthood, we are not sticking it to the business of abortion. We are only sticking it to low-income or at-risk populations. This is basically what's happening in Mississippi right now. Their government made it so difficult for abortion clinics to operate that all but one shut down. One in the entire state of Mississippi is still open. And now this clinic is in a lawsuit that is scheduled to go in front of the Supreme Court on December 1st. Now, this is the first time that the Supreme Court will rule on the constitutionality of an abortion ban since Roe versus Wade. Mississippi is essentially trying to overturn Roe v. Wade, which will in turn cause other states to follow suit. This is a massive threat to women's rights. In 2017, only 5% of abortions in the U.S. occurred in hospitals or private doctor's offices. That means the remaining 95% of abortions occurred in freestanding clinics, of which there are 808 in the U.S. Of those, only 384 are planned parenthood clinics. Yeah, only 68% of their 559 clinics offer abortion services at all. The 10 states with the lowest rate of abortion only have 13 planned parenthood clinics that offer abortion services combined. So we're looking at Wyoming, South Dakota, Kentucky, Idaho, Missouri, Mississippi, West Virginia, Utah, South Carolina, and Nebraska. Maybe that's why the rates are so low, not because they're God-fearing women, but because they have to go out of state to get the procedure done. On the other hand, D.C., New Jersey, Maryland, Connecticut, Rhode Island, and Delaware together have 42 Planned Parenthood centers with abortion services, and they're all ranked in the top 10 states with the highest abortion rates. Fun fact, D.C. is number one, not even a state, and it's ranked the number one state, a tiny little area that's packed full of politicians. Any sense of hypocrisy there? And what about the New England states, right? Come on. With the puritanical blue laws, all these tiny states with a high abortion rate, maybe it's that all the people from the other states are coming in just for treatment. Here's another staggering statistic. The massive states of Arizona, Georgia, Kentucky, Minnesota, Mississippi, Missouri, Montana, Nebraska, Nevada, New Mexico, North Carolina, North Dakota, South Dakota, Tennessee, I swear we're almost done, Texas. Utah, Virginia, Wisconsin, and Wyoming combined 
have 44 planned parenthood clinics with abortion services. They only have two more clinics than the six tiny states have. So basically, these states have chosen to make access to abortion as difficult as possible because they cannot legally ban it. Death by a thousand cuts is a very real thing. Now that we have thoroughly explained why gynecological health is important, what Planned Parenthood is, and why defunding it is a bad idea. Now let's talk about why we really shouldn't have had to do that, because it's none of your fucking business. When I was younger and didn't have insurance, I was heading into a Planned Parenthood just for an exam and was accosted by protesters begging me to keep my baby. Uh, Not that it's any of your fucking business, but I'm just here for a pap smear, if you must know. I've never gotten stopped by protesters going into my eye doctor or going into my chiropractor. Why the fuck is it your business when I go into this doctor's office, though? This leads us to the topic of privacy. What a person discusses with their doctor is supposed to be confidential. If the doctor deems a procedure risky or unethical, they will talk to their patient and together decide what is the right thing to do. A doctor may decide that they don't want to do a liver transplant for an alcoholic who will not stop damaging their current liver. That's between the doctor and the patient. Another doctor may decide that a pregnancy is too risky for the patient and suggest abortion. That's between the patient and the doctor. At no point did either of these doctors ask for the opinions of local lawmakers or the general public. At no point will these doctors ask random people if this patient's procedure is acceptable in the eyes of their God. But unfortunately, 15% of acute care hospitals in the U.S. are Catholic, meaning they adhere to a strict set of ethical and religious directives. Guess what services are prohibited? Yup, contraception, abortion, and even infertility treatments. Well, speaking of Catholic hospitals, we are not bashing religion. In fact, Shannon and I both spent most of our lives in Catholic school. What we are opposed to is pushing your religion on other people. We are very much against using your religion as an excuse to hate or judge others. We do not live in a theocracy. It's separation of church and state. You know, remember the Constitution? Or do you just like pick and choose the amendments that you want to remember? These Bible leaders probably would have protested at the Virgin Mary if she went in to get an ultrasound for baby Jesus. Right? Won't anybody think of baby Jesus? But really, do you want to live in Gilead? Because that's how you become Gilead. Yeah, like I know I look good in red, but I am so much more comfortable in personal freedom. I don't look good in red, and I am not a hat person. Fair enough. Blessed be the fruit. May the Lord open. All right, so please don't take this that we hate men. We hate toxic masculinity and the side effects of the patriarchy. The only thing the patriarchy lets us do is be caregivers, and they're not even letting us do that right. We are against the idea that women in the role of mother is overshadowing women in the role of, what is it again? Oh, human fucking beings. Which brings us to why are we only talking about women's reproductive rights? A man could hypothetically impregnate 100 women a year and have virtually no consequences. In that same year, a woman would typically only bring one pregnancy to term. All conception must be consented to, and men should be liable. The same man that says wearing a mask is oppression is the same one that will say he just doesn't like the way condoms feel. Yeah, your body, your choice. But the second the woman gets pregnant, only her irresponsible decisions are discussed. Only her morals come into questions. Not Mr. Sperm Donor over here. 
So just recently, I saw this meme, and I'm actually really happy that I forgot who posted it. But it said, women are really mad that they can't kill a baby in a state they don't even live in. No. Women are really concerned that the rights that we fought for are being overturned. We're really concerned that Supreme Court rulings held up by the Constitution are being overturned. Hey, Texas, you know how you feel when someone attacks your constitutional rights, like um, the Second Amendment? Yeah, it's kind of how we feel now. Saying that I want to protect the Supreme Court decision of Roe v. Wade because I really want to kill babies is like saying you support the Second Amendment because you want to commit mass murder. No. You want to protect your right to own a gun, not because you want to just shoot up a school, but because you want to protect your constitutional right to do so. That's exactly what we want, the right to defend our own bodies. There are so many reasons that a woman may choose to have an abortion. Maybe the risk to the baby or mother is too great. Women in the U.S. had the highest rate of maternal mortality because of complications from pregnancy or childbirth. Ever heard of an ectopic pregnancy or maybe something called rape or incest or maybe just a piece of shit boyfriend who forces you to get one or you just lost your job and don't want to bring a baby into a life of welfare or what the fuck ever. Maybe she thought she was too old to get pregnant. Maybe she was using birth control like 51% of women did the month they got pregnant or maybe she's already had enough kids like 60% of women who have gotten an abortion. Also, why are we not considering the life-altering psychological and socioeconomic effects of a child? Not to mention the potential for increased resentment between mother and their unwanted children. There's so many reasons, and a person shouldn't have to defend their reasons to the general public because, again, it's none of your goddamned business. If you've ever been pregnant, you know that it's not an easy topic that you just decide flippantly. Women don't just go out getting pregnant and think, oh, whatevs, I'll just grab a quick abortion and solve this problem. Lemon squeezy. It's called plan B for a reason. So I know that I said in the beginning that we're not going to focus as much on abortion. But can we just talk about how insane some of these new laws are? The Texas law bans abortions after six weeks. That's only two weeks after your missed period. How many people even know they're pregnant at six weeks, let alone are ready to take such action? The law also allows private citizens to sue abortion providers and anyone else that helps a woman obtain an abortion, including financial assistance or even a ride to the clinic. Guys, you might want to listen to that one again. And Florida, never to be outdone in the crazy department recently introduced a very similar bill that also allows lawsuits to be brought up to six years after an abortion is performed. What in the Florida panhandle did I just fucking read? Okay, I wasn't aware of that. So if you just give me like a minute, I'm going to go pack up all my stuff and move to like D.C. or somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) Just anywhere but Texas. Yeah, I mean, D.C. is number one and I feel I deserve number one. (laughs) All right. Awesome. Thank you. I just dropped off the U-Haul. So now that I think we've made our point, I'd like to take a moment to shame some of these dumb shit politicians and their dumb shit comments. I know we just left Florida, but I would be remiss to not mention House Speaker Jose Oliva when he said, 
Until what time does the host body have veto power over the other life? Host body. What in the handmaid's tale are you talking about? Or maybe Idaho representative Vito Barbieri, when he asked if like, maybe a woman could swallow a small camera so the doctors could conduct a remote gynecological exam. Dudes, he was not kidding. Like Idaho, watch out. Your representatives don't know that the stomach and vagina are vastly different parts of the body. All right. So just be aware of that. I'm literally shaking my head right now. Hold up. It gets better. What about Missouri Representative Todd Aiken, who said, in a legitimate rape case, the body would reject a pregnancy? Yeah, because that's exactly how conception works. It never kicks in when there's a problem with the fetus that could hurt the baby or the mother. It only can recognize rape. And here's another one from the show me you're a dumbass state. What do you suppose Representative Vicki Hartzler was referring to when she said the federal government should take no action to suppress this right or any right? Ooh, is it abortion? You'd think so, but no, actually, it's guns. It's guns. That's right. Vicki Hartzler is the one who introduced the Defund Planned Parenthood Act. So thanks, Vicki. I just also want to add that Miss Vicki also complained that the law was making it more difficult for gun owners to purchase firearms despite their constitutional right to do so. Doesn't that kind of sound exactly like what we were just talking about with abortion? But what do I know? I'm not a representative for Missouri. So we could probably go on and on and on about the ridiculous things we've encountered in the abortion debate. But we'll save that for another episode. So let's just recap. Pregnancy is hard. Abortion is hard. Being scared that you may have an ovarian cyst and waiting for the test results is hard. You don't know what someone is going through, so fuck off. You never know how you'll handle a situation until you're in that situation yourself. So fuck off. Young women who go to the gynecologist are not sluts or baby killers. So fuck off. There is more to the reproductive system than just the vagina and the womb. So fuck off. Planned Parenthood offers essential services for many underserved populations, and they should not be shut down as collateral damage in the war on abortion. So fuck off. All right. So thank you for sticking with us while we dipped our toe into our first big controversial topic. If this has not been your cup of tea, then you're probably a dick. Sorry. But that's okay, too. Email us and tell us. Tell us why. We're always open to discussion and debate. Let us hear the other side. Let's talk about it. And if this has been your cup of tea, that's awesome. And you're awesome. Subscribe to us, follow us, rate us, review us, all that good shit. Links are in the show notes. Also, we've included links to Planned Parenthood and the Jackson, Mississippi Clinic, so you can see how to support their opposition to new laws and protect women's rights. And hopefully you'll tune into our next episode where we will discuss more misinformation. So whether it's been your cup of tea or not, either way, thanks for listening. Thank you. Bye, dude. Bye, dude.